Joining us on the line from the Pile Group, Scotia Wealth Management, we say hello to Portfolio Manager, Branch Manager, Andrew Pyle. Andrew, great to have you on the line. Good morning, John. Good morning, Mel. Lots, of course, to talk about. Uh, right now, it's getting to that season. Uh, we're talking about RESPs. Uh, what's the deal with these for those who don't know? Well, it's a good question, John. This time of year, and even a little bit before this time of year, is when we normally start to draw money out of RESPs that we've been putting away for our kids for school. And when they start finally in their post-secondary education, this is usually when you start taking money out for tuition and for books and for room and board. And for a lot of people, they think, you know, it's just I'm just going to take money out of that. I don't really have to give it much thought. But you do have to give a little bit of thought to it. And, And there are, believe it or not, strategies with how we take money out of these plans that we probably have had for you know, at least 10 years, maybe even more, depending on when you started them. And is there a better time to take it out? What are some of the things you need to know when you're dealing with these? Well, a couple of things. So when you look at your RESP statement, most of us will look at the statement. They see a number there, and it goes up and down, depending on the markets, hopefully up. And they just think of this RESP as being like just one thing. But actually, John, the RESP is made up of three different parts. And those three parts are, one, the money that you put into it, or what we call the capital. This is the money that you contributed each and every year. Uh, that money represents the capital in that plan. And then the second layer is the grant money that you have received from the government each and every time that you have put money into the plan, because you do get a grant provided to the RESP, depending on the contribution that you make. And third and final, John, is the income and growth that has been earned on the investments in that RESP. So there are three separate buckets in that account, and that's where the strategy begins, because in the first year, the government requires you to take a certain amount of your capital out of that plan. But after that first year, you've got flexibility in terms of what buckets you're taking from. And what we always tell clients is that At the end of the day, if a kid leaves any money left in that RESP, make sure it's mainly capital so that what's coming back out, you're not going to get taxed on. Ah, so you don't get taxed on the initial capital you put in. You do get taxed on the the money that money's made. Exactly, John. So at the end of the day, if a child finishes school uh, or children, because a lot of families have what we call family RESPs, but when the last child has finish school and there's money left in the RESP, the way it works is the grant money. Any grant money that's left in that RESP gets sent back to Ottawa. Any income that has been generated now is going to come back out in the owner's hands. So in other words, if the parents own this RESP, that income comes back and gets taxed at their marginal tax rate. And then the capital basically comes out tax-free because it was put in after tax. So if you've got three to four years of education for your child, then what you want to try to do is get that income bucket down and also get the grant bucket down. So again, if that child has not used up all that money, what's coming back out is not going to create a tax headache. So very simple strategy, but it's one that we find is overlooked quite often. So what is it that you have to do to make sure that you're taking out grant money or investment money rather than the capital? Well, you got to make sure you sit down. If you have an advisor that's managing it, sit down with your advisor each year, John, when it's time to take money out, because there's actually a form that you will fill in where you get to allocate how much from each of these buckets you're taking out from. So that's a form that you're going to sit down with your advisor or someone at the bank. 
uh, or just online and just go through it each and every year, making sure that you're taking the maximum out that you can from those buckets that could create a tax problem down, down the road. So again, very simple. It's not hard, but again, it's just something that you have to stay on the ball with. Is there ever a time when withdrawing from the capital is the better idea? Not really. The only time when that happens, John, is when that's all that's left in the RSP, and that's perfect. That's what we try to engineer for, mm. is to make sure that that's the money that is left. Um, now, as we both know, John, cost of education in this province in this country has gone up quite a bit. And when you look at how much kids pay to leave home and go to school, I mean, we're talking way north of about ten to $15,000. So in most, cha- most situations, RESPs probably will get drained. Um, but many kids get scholarships or they live at home, so it's possible that they don't drain those RSPs. So you just got to stay on top of it and, and talk to your advisor and make sure you're taking the right amounts out of the right buckets. That's a good tip, Andrew. If people have any questions about RESPs and, and how to do, deal with it, where can they reach you? They can go to our website, John, at pilegroup.ca, and they'll find our contact info there. So feel free to Give us a call or send us an email, and we've also put up links to various research articles and also our Friday newsletter. And you do some great webcasts on that website as well. Yeah, we, we probably will be getting back into webinars where we try to treat them as educational webinars and cover things like what we just talked about this mm-hmm. morning. Andrew Pyle, thank you so much for joining us here on Talk of the Town. Thank you, John and Mel. You guys have a great week.